Welcome back, friends. I know it's been some time since I have done a podcast, but here I am. Um, I wanted to explain why I've been MIA the last couple of weeks. Um, Our church, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, does a general conference that is twice a year, one time in April and one time in October, And this is where the leaders of our church come together and give the most inspiring, most prophetic, most amazing instruction and advice for everyone to come in here. And so it takes some time and it takes um, some study to focus on all of their words because they are truly inspired words. And so I have been very busy between home and family. And my sister came into town with her family. And so we've just been spending a lot of time with family and it's been amazing. And it's been a good little break for me, but I am anxious and excited to get back to podcasting. So I left you guys in an interesting spot in the, in the Book of Mormon, another testament of Jesus Christ. We were at the point of studying about Christ coming and appearing to the people in the American continent. He comes, the signs of his coming were prophesied, and they came to pass, and he has now appeared to the people in the Americas, and he is speaking of other sheep that he has. He has discussed in previous chapters, right before 3 Nephi chapter 17, that he was speaking to the people in Israel saying, O house of Israel, I have other sheep that are not of this fold. And he tells them that he has other sheep, but they did not understand his words because of the iniquity that they had at the time and their abominations. They were not prepared and ready to hear about his other sheep. So when he appeared to the people on the American continent, he said, I tried to tell the people in Israel that I tried to speak of you to them, but they didn't understand. And now I'm speaking to you that I still have other sheep that I have not yet visited. So he has just told them that he has more people to visit that have not seen his voice and have not seen him. To me, this fact is an amazing one because why wouldn't he go and appear to the people appear to his other sheep that's you know he loves all of us why wouldn't he do that he told the people to write down the things that he said because he wanted the house of Israel to know of his other sheep's someday And when he talks about sheep, he's talking about us, his other children, 
that he is going to go see. So we are in 3 Nephi chapter 17. And Jesus directs the people to ponder his words and pray for understanding. He heals their sick. He prays for the people using language that cannot be written. Angels minister to and fire encircles their little ones. This is about 34 AD. Okay, so he starts out, behold, now it came to pass that when Jesus had spoken these words, he looked around about again on the multitude and he said unto them, behold, my time is at hand. Now, who is who is recording this? This is Nephi. When Jesus Christ appeared to the people on the American continent, he set up his church just as he did in Jerusalem. He had apostles and he gave them power and authority to act in God's name. And Nephi was one of them. So Nephi is accounting that when Jesus had spoken these words, he looked around about again on the multitude and he said unto them, behold, my time is at hand. He's saying, I'm running out of time. I perceive that ye are weak, that ye cannot understand all my words, which I am commanded of the father to speak unto you at this time. These are extremely important words that Jesus Christ is speaking to the people. And he was getting a sense that they were weak and that they were not comprehending completely the things that he was commanded by the father to teach them. So he says, therefore, go ye unto your homes and ponder upon the things which I have said. I ask of the father in my name that ye may understand So he is saying, go to your homes, think about the things which I have said, ask heavenly father that ye may understand the things that I'm saying and prepare your minds for the morrow and come unto, and I come unto you again. But now I go unto the father and also to show myself unto the lost tribes of Israel, for they are not lost unto the father, for he knoweth whether he hath taken them. So here he's speaking of the lost tribes, the lost tribes of Israel. He knows they are not lost. God the Father knows they are not lost. He knows where he has taken them. And in five, it came to pass that when Jesus had spoken, he cast his eyes around about again on the multitude and beheld they were in tears and did look steadfastly upon him as if they would ask him to tarry a little longer with them. And he said unto them, Behold, my bowels are filled with compassion towards you. Jesus Christ saw them, that they were in tears, and he wished that he could stay longer. And he was filled with complete compassion for his people. Have ye any that are sick among you? Bring them hither. Have ye any that are lame or blind or holt or maimed or leprous or that are withered or that are deaf or that are afflicted in any manner? Bring them hither and I will heal them. For I have compassion upon you. My bowels are filled with mercy. For I perceive that ye desire that I should show unto you what I have done unto your brethren at Jerusalem. For I see that your faith is sufficient that I should heal you. 
So here he's saying, bring me all of your loved ones that need healing. I will heal them. And your faith is sufficient to do this. And it came to pass that when he had thus spoken, all the multitude with one accord did go forth with their sick and their afflicted and their lame and with their blind and with their dumb and with all them that were afflicted in any manner. And he did heal them, every one, as they were brought forth unto him. This must have been absolutely miraculously amazing to see. All of them, all of their loved ones being healed. I can't even imagine. And they did all, both they who had been healed and they who were with, with who were whole, bow down to his feet and did worship him as many as could come for the multitude did kiss his feet in so much that they did breathe, uh, bathe his feet with their tears. And it came to pass that he commanded that their little ones should be brought forth. So they brought their little children and set them down upon the ground around about him. And Jesus stood in the midst and the multitude gave way till they had all been brought unto him. So here all of the people gather their little ones and bring them to Jesus Christ. And it came to pass that when they all had been brought and Jesus stood in the midst of them, he commanded the multitude that they should kneel down upon the ground. And it came to pass that when they knelt upon the ground, Jesus groaned within himself and said, Father, I am troubled because of the wickedness of the people of the house of Israel. And when he had said these words, he himself also knelt upon the earth and behold, he prayed unto the father and the things which he prayed cannot be written. And the multitude did bear record who heard him. Imagine this. Everyone is being healed. All of the little children have been gathered together around Jesus Christ. He is in the midst of them and bows to the earth to pray to God the Father. And he groans within himself because he loves the house of Israel so much. And it just, he is inflicted because of their abominations. So he is praying. Everybody is listening and hearing Jesus Christ pray to God the Father. It must have been miraculous. And after this manner do they bear record. The eye cannot, the eye hath neither seen, neither hath the ear heard before so great and marvelous things as we saw and heard Jesus speak unto the Father. There was nothing more miraculous than the things that he saw and heard, the things that all of the people saw and heard. And um, no tongue can speak, neither can these things be written by any man. They couldn't even be written down. Neither can the hearts of men conceive so great and marvelous things that were both saw and heard Jesus speak. And no one can conceive of the joy which filled our souls at the time we heard him pray. 
for us unto the Father. It must have been so amazing. No tongue could confess. Nothing could be written. It was that miraculous. And it came to pass, and this is in 18, that when Jesus had made an end of praying unto the Father, he arose, but so great was the joy of the multitude that they were overcome. And it came to pass that Jesus spake unto them and bade them arise, and they arose from the earth, and he said unto them, Blessed are ye because of your faith, and now behold, my joy is full. And when he had said these words, he wept, and the multitude bare record of it, and he took their little children one by one, and blessed them, and prayed unto the Father for them. And when he had done this, he wept again. So he is so moved that because of the faith of his children in the American continent, and he is so moved by their little ones. He took them one by one and blessed them and prayed unto the Father for them. Each one of their little children. Wow. And as they looked and beheld, they cast their eyes towards heaven and they saw the heavens open and they saw angels descending out of heaven as it were in the midst of fire. And they came down and encircled those little ones about. And they were encircled about with fire, and the angels did minister unto them. And the multitude did see and hear and bear record. And they know that their record is true, for they all, for they all of them did see and hear every man for himself. And they were in number about 2,500 souls. And they did consist of men, women, and children. So here they are, their eyes go towards heaven, and they see angels descending out of heaven as if it were in, a midst, in the midst of fire. And they come down and they encircled around the little ones, and they were encircled about with fire, and angels administered to the little ones. Everybody heard it. Everybody felt it. And they bore record of it. And they know that it's true because 2,500 souls saw this happen. And so it wasn't long before that message went out about among the people. And now we are in chapter 18 of 3rd Nephi. And in this chapter, I couldn't get over how many times prayer was said throughout this chapter. In this chapter, Jesus gives power to one to break bread and to pass the sacrament, to pass the bread and wine, and he gives, he gives that power That is a power that is given, not just received, but it has to be given. So let's carry on here. And it came to pass that Jesus commanded his disciples that they should go forth and break bread and wine 
and bring bread and wine unto him. And while they were gone for bread and wine, he commanded the multitude that they should sit themselves down upon the earth. And when the disciples had come with bread and wine, he took of the bread and break and blessed it. And he gave unto the disciples and commanded that they should eat. And when they had eaten and were filled, he commanded that they should give unto the multitude. And when the multitude had eaten and were filled, he said unto the disciples, Behold, there shall be, I'm sorry, there shall one be ordained among you. And to him will I give power and he shall break bread and bless it and give it unto the people of my church unto all those who shall believe and be baptized in my name. So here he is introducing the sacrament and he commanded his disciples that he appointed to um, implement the sacrament. And in six, and this shall ye always observe to do, even as I have done, even as I have broken bread and blessed it and given it unto you. And this shall ye do in remembrance of my body, which I have shown unto you. And that shall be a testimony unto the Father that ye do always remember me. And if you do always remember me, ye shall have my spirit to be with you. Oh, the importance of the sacrament. He is trying to... Well, he is telling his disciples how important it is to partake of the sacrament, to remember his body, and to remember um, to remember him. And that if you do remember him, that you will always have his spirit to be with you. And it came to pass, and this is in number eight, that he hath said these words, he commanded the disciples that they should take of the wine of the cup and drink of it, and that they should also give it unto the multitude that they might drink of it. And it came to pass that they did so and did drink of it and were filled and they gave unto the multitude and they did drink and they were filled. And when the disciples had done this, Jesus said unto them, blessed are ye, for this thing which ye have done, for this is fulfilling my commandments, and this doth witness unto the Father that ye are willing to do that which I have commanded you. He's touching on how important it is that his disciples have such great faith in him that they are willing to do anything that Jesus Christ commands them to do. In 11, and this shall all, shall ye always do in to those who repent and are baptized in my name. And ye shall do it in remembrance of my blood, which I have shed for you, that ye may witness unto the Father that ye do always remember me. And if ye do always remember me, ye shall have my spirit to be with you. Okay, so he is again saying it twice, the importance of those who repent and are baptized in his name, that this is what you need to do in remembrance of his blood um, that he has shed. And it, this tells and witnesses to the Father that you will always remember me. And 
And when you always remember me, um, you, you will be blessed to have my spirit with you. And I give unto you a commandment that you shall do these things. And if you shall always do these things, blessed are ye, for ye are built upon my rock. Boy, the importance of the sacrament, the importance of taking that and centering ourselves with Jesus Christ, having an eye singled to the glory of God and singled to Christ's purposes, I think it is so important that we do this in remembrance of Christ because it has a huge effect upon how we live our lives, I believe. Okay, so in 12, I give unto you a commandment that you shall do these things. Okay, okay, no, I already read that. So for ye are built upon my rock. But whosoever among you shall do more or less than these are not built upon my rock, but ye are built upon a soundy foundation. And when the rain descends and the floods come and the winds blow and beat upon them, they shall fall and the gates of hell are ready open to receive them. Wow. It just kind of sounds like Who are you serving? I think the time has passed where we can have one foot in the door and one foot outside of the door. I feel like if we are following Jesus Christ, we need to have a strong commitment to him. I think the time has passed where we kind of A walk along the fence. Whosoever among you shall do more or less than these are not built upon my rock, but are built upon the sandy foundation. When the rain descends and the floods come and the winds blow and beat upon them, they shall fall. And the gates of hell are ready, open to receive them. We need Jesus Christ in our lives Because he will give us a strong foundation. Because there is going to be trials ahead of us. There is going to be great storms. There are going to be great floods come into our lives. And we need to have a firm foundation to stand on at that time. Otherwise... We are built on a sandy foundation and the gates of hell are ready and open to receive us. 14, therefore, blessed are ye, if you shall keep the commandments which the Father hath commanded me, that I should give unto you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, ye must watch and pray always, lest ye be tempted by the devil and ye be led away captive by him. And as I have prayed among you, even so shall ye pray in the church. Among my people who do repent and are baptized in my name, behold, I am the light. I have set an example for you. Pray always. Ye must watch and pray always so that you are not led 
by the devil because that is his purpose is to cause and inflict pain upon all of the people who on all of us anybody who has a physical body is susceptible to his designs so Jesus Christ is telling us watch and pray always and like I said throughout this entire chapter I feel like prayer and the importance of prayer is really driven home here I'm going to skip to 18 behold verily verily I say unto you ye must watch and pray always lest ye enter into temptation for Satan desireth to have you that he may sift you as wheat that therefore ye must always pray unto the Father in my name. And in 20, and whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, which is right, um, believing that ye shall receive, behold, it shall be given unto you. Wow. What a beautiful promise. Whatsoever you're going to ask God the Father, if it be right, if it be in your best benefit, then he, then you will receive. And he will give it unto you. Pray in your families unto the Father, always in my name, that your wives and your children may be blessed. Prayer is a very important thing that we practice now in the latter days. It protects our homes. It protects our families. And protects us from the enemy. Number 22. And behold, ye shall meet together oft, and ye shall not forbid any, any man from coming unto you when ye shall meet together. But suffer them that they may come unto you and forbid them not. So he's saying everybody is welcome to come into the church. Everybody is welcome to Come and be edified through the sacrifice.